episode number 29. As always, massive thank you to everybody listening right now. I really, really appreciate it. In this episode, I had a chat with Jeremy Borzillo. So Jeremy is a strength and conditioning coach at Woodford Sports Science Consulting, or WSSC, uh, down in Victoria. So those familiar with WSSC might also know him as Brick. So amongst other things, we discussed uh, Jeremy's journey to get to where he is now. We talked about his internship at WSSC and the things he did to stand out, which ultimately led to him securing a coaching job at the end of it. We also discussed some of the things we both learned about coaching over the years, just through experience, as well as we discussed the overarching coaching philosophy utilized at WSSC. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Jeremy Borzillo, thanks for uh, taking time out of your morning to have a chat. Ben, um, first of all, um, I didn't say this off air, but it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Like, um, I've been listening to the potty uh, for a little bit sort of now, and I've been really enjoying uh, your sort of content as well. So I think I started listening when um, you had Mr. Jay Ellis on the potty, who um, is uh, one of my uh, former coaches, but a really good friend. Um, so yeah, can't wait to just talk shop. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, so more people probably more affectionately know you as Brick. So those people that follow, um, uh, Woodford sports science consulting who are familiar with Woodford and the setup down there, they probably more affectionately know you as Brick. So first of all, how, where does Brick come from? Oh, well, (laughs) well, I think Woody set it up. So I think Woody, like literally, Woody watched Anchorman. I think that's how he um called yeah. me Brick. I think it's at first I thought he was taking the piss. So when he like called me Brick, I thought, oh, he's having a bit of a laugh here. So I was like, um, <laughs> I was like joking around, like, oh yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, this name won't stick because he goes with some names sometimes, and they just don't stick. But sometimes they do. This one obviously stuck. Um, and yeah, it's everyone knows who's Brick. And then people before that um know me as Jez. So it's Jez, Brick, Rickles, um, Jeremy. My parents call me Jeremy. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, a bit of a Z-grade celebrity. Uh, I don't know, in the Morabic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, because you used to... <laughs> I swear that's how a lot of people probably would have come across you, particularly in the strength and conditioning world, because you used to feature a lot in um, Woods videos back in the day. You'd just be yelling out Brick the whole time. <laughs> He, he still does that, Ben. Like, um, there's a, <laughs> people in the gym know. Um, I mean, Kirk's also copped it as well. Like, you'll just yell out, uh, he goes, Brick! And I'll just be coaching someone. He just, he, he loves it. So I enjoy it. I think it's funny. Like, um, I don't know. It's always nice to be known um, and just well, something else, I guess. So yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, nice. Um, so, first of all, we're going to start with is kind of, your journey through the world of S and C. So even we'll go even right back to the beginning. So did you grow up down there in um Victoria? Yeah, so I am in a suburb called Keelor, so um northwest. So actually from Morabin, I'm about forty five minutes away, forty five to fifty minutes away. Um so it's a bit of a trek getting down to Morabin, but uh, Morabin's well, where um Morabin's where WSSC is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sorry. I should have said that. Yeah. So we're um we're based in Morabin. Um, Victoria. So, yeah, just a strength conditioning coach out of uh, Woodford Sports Science Consulting. Uh, I think my job title is performance coaching, but um, I'd say SNC coach. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Keelor. Uh, I was always a sporty kid. So, a bit like yourself, Ben, like I think in sporting teams, 
Um, I was never the best. Like, talent-wise, I pretty much <laughs> didn't have a lot of talent. But I think I just tried hard and I always just give it my all. Um, and I think a lot of people can say that about me. Um, not to big note myself, but, yeah, anyways. So, yeah, I've, um, I, uh, footy. And when I say footy, um, not NRL or like union, um, Aussie rules. So, uh, Vic Speck here. But, um, yeah, did played Aussie rules footy uh, for about six years. And then played basketball, actually, a lot of... Um, from about eight years old, no, six years old to about 17, 18. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I, actually, I really loved training. I really just enjoyed, um, yeah, being in the gyms. So I started training in the gym when I was 16 years old and just really enjoyed the weights. Um, it was actually actually something which I was really good at, um, which was good as well because I was a pretty shy sort of kid, um, except in a couple of instances, um, one being music, the other being sport, which was good. So, um, yeah, did that. And then pretty much went into finished year 12 and I knew I wanted to do S&C and, like, um, coaching and all that sort of stuff. So I went to Victoria University, so old um, Footscray Park. So that's one that Christian went to as well, Christian Woodford, uh, my boss. Um, so we did that. And then, yeah, I did a Bachelor of Exercise Science four years, um, I was there with a couple of my best mates who did it as well, which was fun. Um, and then during year 12 as well, I was always interested in, uh, yeah, sports science side, especially Woody. Like I remember seeing a video of Woody um, in year 12. So it would have been 2013. And he was ranting about um, CrossFit or like, I don't know, just the state of just S&C. And just, I just remember watching, I was like, fuck, this guy, he's just so passionate about like what he likes to do. But also like, He's a bit off his rocker, like he does. He, he does, yeah, just something like different to how I am. So I thought, you know, would love to be like that. So I followed Christian's work. Then I stopped following it for a bit. And then I followed it again. Like when I say stop following, like I wasn't like, you know, um, going through all his material. Like I would check in on Insta here and there or like Facebook here and there. But um, yeah, that led me to the Woodford uh, internship that I did in 2017. So Got interviewed for that, which was uh, interesting enough because I was a bit out of my comfort zone there. Um, talking to a lot of people, I felt I didn't belong straight away. I think in the internship, if you had to put like it was 12 people we all had, had to put all those 12 people in a row and say which one of these people are going to get a job at Woodford, would have been probably 11th or probably last. Um, because of the way I've changed a lot in the three, four years I've been at Woodford, um, just in terms of how I am uh, to people, how I look as well um so yeah just went through that had fun um and just worked hard man like that's literally like my uh mo i just fucking work hard and i i enjoy people i enjoy people's company um i enjoy training hard and that's pretty much how i got a job at woodford just persistence and um just kept on knocking the door down uh hoping to be able to train um elite sorry elite level athletes been in a lot. Um, I was there, like, my working hours when I started the internship um, to when I finished it. Like, I was working 6 a.m. and I would finish at, like, 7 and 8 because I was always around. I'd train. I'd always, like, just coach athletes. Um, so, I think that's a lesson for athletes out there. Sorry, athletes, coaches out there. Just, you've got to be prepared to put, like, skin in the game. Um, like, you've done, Ben, like, a lot of people um, who have been on this podcast have done. Just, yeah, you've got to live and breathe it, I guess. And, Got to be prepared to put the hours in because if you don't, it's um, it's not going to show for much and pretty much not going to get a lot of coaching opportunities. 
Yeah, that was, yeah, that's a good point because that's kind of where I was going to go with that. So you said when you first showed up at the internship, you probably would have ranked yourself 11th or 12th out of the <laughs> ones likely to get a job there. Yeah. So what definitely. was it that, what, how many people out of that internship ended up getting a job? Was it just you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like people are still, there's people still working in the industry, but I was pretty much um, one of the only ones uh, there all the time at Woodford. Um, so that's pretty much how I got the opportunity to work at Woodford. But there's guys still um, working at sporting clubs, working um, yeah, yeah. for companies in terms of S&C. So it's just like I was just um, lucky to sort of get the job, I guess. But I think it was just hard work, um, Ben. It was just putting in the hours and just um, just trying my best. Like I just gave everything a crack. Like the first couple of weeks there, I remember Woody just because <laughs> I, I called Woody Christian. He, he got annoyed. Um, cause I didn't know Woody that well. So it's called him Christian. Cause I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to call you Chris or Woody. Cause I don't, yeah, not nickname basis. Anyways, that was that. Um, and yeah, just work hard. Just young, um, interns, young S&C coaches, keep on putting, um, time in and you'll get the rewards. Um, and people notice, like I made a lot of friends just by doing that. Just by giving effort. They saw how much I was in, got to know people and yeah, just enjoyable. It's um I do remember one time hearing Christian talk about you during the intern process. I don't remember, I remember where I heard this, but I just it's, I still remember it. He said um you didn't say much at the start, but then he realized you just wouldn't go away. You were just like a fly on the wall. He said you were just every time you turned around, you were just always there. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to just make an impression and like yeah, I no, that's why I did it. And yeah, I didn't say much at the first. Even like six months I was there, like I still talk to people. I wasn't a mute, yeah, yeah. but I just, yeah, I just, I'm very, I think once you get to, like once people get to know me, I'm pretty, I don't shut up. When I don't know people that well, I'm pretty reserved. I'm pretty, so it can appear a bit, it can appear a bit standoffish, but that's not me. That's just how I, that, that's just how I am. I'm very just, when I know a well, I'll just, yeah, I'll be a lot more sort of chill and relaxed. I think that I think that is a good lesson though, though, for any young coaches who are doing internships or trying to secure work or anything like that. It's it's literally just a thing. When you're young and you don't have that great of coaching skills, you have to put in time. Like it's just time and effort, and you just have to be willing to do those stupid hours and do things like that because you don't have the skills to be able to impress anyone. So you kind of have to impress people with that work ethic more than anything. That's exactly right, Ben. And one of the guys who I work with currently, um, listeners of the show might know him um, from Woodford, Chris Dekranis. He's literally the same. Um, he's got a lot more talent than me in terms of coaching and, like, um, he'll go a lot further. But uh, he literally has worked a ton of hours um, ever since he first started at Woodford a couple of years ago. Like, he um, he did the role I did where he was just coaching nonstop Um Sometimes he'd start at six, yeah, like literally like me, he'd start at six and finish at eight. Like he'd get his own training in, um, all the lifting, like he's a beast. So, um, yeah, it's awesome to see him sort of grow and um, that's the path you have to take. Like you just have to show people that you're committed and, yeah, you just got to go along for the ride. Yeah, and you just literally have to be willing to coach anyone at any time and just sacrifice a lot of other stuff to be able to get that experience. 100%. And luckily... <laughs> Luckily, um, during this time, I was, um, you know, I don't obviously have a family to support or like um, don't have a missus or anything like that. So it's pretty good on my end because I can just, you know, push hard and just, yeah, just uh, 
work hard for myself and see what happens. Then since you've been, um, since you've been coaching in the private sector, um, how have you found it? Was it kind of, is it kind of everything you thought it would be? Uh, yeah, to be honest, Ben, like, I mean, this is my first, uh, this is my first job in terms of S and C. Like, so <laughs> when I first started, it was pretty, um, it's pretty hectic. And then as I've settled in, I've found it to be so enjoyable. Like it's been awesome. Like love the people. Um, I've loved the fact that, um, I've at least been, I haven't been stagnant. Like I've, I feel like I've been getting smarter, especially and especially over this lockdown sort of period. Like I um done a couple of mentorship courses. Uh, one uh, where I train at Melbourne Strength Conference. Shout out to those guys, and um one with a powerlifting coach in Sydney called Will Berkman. So, um, in terms of how I how I found SNC, I've loved it. Like I can't say um enough great things about it. Uh, I've enjoyed, like, for example, doing this podcast today, Ben, like, this wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have uh, taken a crack at coaching or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's been fantastic. I've met so much great people. Um, so much great people as well have um, messaged me as well and said they've been enjoying what I've been doing or just stuff like that. And it's pretty um, pretty humbling. Uh, I consider myself a bit of a spudge. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm a great coach, but I think I, um, I think people... Um, enjoy what I do and they um, enjoy me as a person. So I think that's cool. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I love out of coaching. And I was just, um, I don't know, getting more skin in the game, just getting more coaching hours, uh, getting more knowledge as well and being a lot smarter with certain things. There's things that I've done two years ago that I've thought now I'm like far out. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Um, so it's a learning experience, but I've, uh, I've loved it. Yeah, and in terms of like the development of a coach, um, it, like knowledge is obviously the foundation of everything you do. But those coaching reps, like you're talking about, hey, that's where you you learn so much. Like you can have all the knowledge in the world and come in and coach and have absolutely no idea what you're doing when you walk on that floor. So like, experience is really the thing that develops you as a coach, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it's like how. Um you've gone over to the States or you've done like, or you're sort of coaching as well. Like you, unless you're actually like coaching people, like obviously at uni, it's just so controlled in terms of environment and especially um, big university. They always, um, I think you said it as well, they push you in terms of research. So they would always push you in that realm and you, and it was always like, okay, these conditions are going to be perfect. You know, elite level athletes is where it's at. To be honest, like most of the people that I coach, general pop or they just play footy on a Saturday and they're some of my favorite people so um yeah I think experience is good as well because unless you're in a situation and actually coping people then you don't know what it's like um yeah in that setting so I think it's good just because you might have done you know a master's you might have done a bachelor of exercise science but if you can't coach a squat well then <laughs> it's pretty uh not gonna be great or if you can't everyone always says buy and you got to get buy with this buy with that so um if you can actually like get your athletes to want to do your training programs and want to be coached by you and actually enjoy being around you well then that's already half the battle one so yeah experience definitely helps but also getting to know your athletes and um yeah getting to understand how they tick is a uh, key as well and something i should have done a couple of years ago um in terms of uh listening to athletes when 
feeling good or feeling bad or um, how their weekend's been going. Uh, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's that's a really good point because that's something you um, learn quickly as well. They don't, I don't think they prepare you at uni for the whole communication side of it at all because you get in and start coaching and you realize the actual training part of it is almost only like depends what type of session it is obviously but the actual training part of it is only like a small part of the actual session because if someone's doing a heavy session there's a lot of rest in there so it's a lot of like downtime it's a lot of talking no one prepares you for that at uni oh exactly right ben and even just chatting to people like even just between sets you're just like you find common interests or like you find what they enjoy and you just chat to them about that. And especially um, I find that the, the t- so the gym environment and building a team um, around you, like the coaches we've got at Woodford have been fantastic in that sense. And um, the clients as well, they just get around each other, like especially for those heavy sessions or even if someone you can tell is like normally upbeat and then they're feeling um, uh, very down and um, uh, not as talkative, like, uh, the thing I personally feel at Woodford we have um, that's what is just well, great is just the awesome gym environment. And if people can see others are down, they try and pick them up and try and get around them and make everything you know, sort of fun and vibrant. And um, that's honestly what we've been trying to build. So, um, yeah, I think just building that environment's key as well um, for clients and just, just, getting, just getting to know how they tick and just, I don't know, just building that rapport. Like, that's literally it because once you get to know them, um, yeah, for like a period of time, it's just it's where the fun um, begins and you can start to build, you know, big leaves. You can start to um, chat to them about certain things as well. So, yeah, that's that's what I've enjoyed as a coach as well. Like, it's been awesome in that regard. You're right. Hey, those other aspects other than the technical stuff, the communication side of it, the environment side of it, all that stuff, it's so important. Like that all builds into the training experience that an athlete has when they come into a gym. It's so much more than just um, coaching. Yeah. That, that side of it is so much more than just programming sets and reps and exercise selection, that sort of stuff. That's only like half the battle really. A hundred percent. Like at Woodford, um, the key person for that um, who's been working with me has been, um, it's been Chris Akranis. Like me and him have been, um, helping out a lot of the coaching as well. And Woody sort of built an awesome gym environment where um, like everyone there is there for a purpose and you're not just, there's not people there that it's like, oh, I just want to, you know, I don't really have a goal. I just want to, I don't know, usually everyone says tone up with yeah, all this sort of stuff and tone us a bit, hey, go on. But um, yeah, like we, they all have common goals. And I think what's helped me as well is um, through my training experiences as well, um, with strength culture, like they sort of opened my eyes up to um, just how a gym sort of operates, but even just like just training hard and like just pushing people that you train. And um, obviously it's in a different sense, S and C and power thing. The key is obviously trying to get people stronger, but also like <laughs> in S and C, if some people, you're not just going to go nuts on a, on a lift if it's not there. Like I'm not going to just put 160 on the bar and tell a person if they lifted by the 120 and it's really hard so um but yeah that's where working with those guys well um getting coached by one of the coaches there um Charlie and just understanding like how the gym environment operates how everyone gets around each other how everyone is friends with each other outside of the gym uh that's been fantastic and just like um met a lot of great people we're getting people um 
lifting heavy trap bars, heavy squats. Um, they yell a lot like me and Dirk, like Dirk's, um, uh, he just doesn't shut up when he's training and people that have trained at Woodford just yelling, just like um, <laughs> a lot of expletives explet- and stuff like that. Um, we've also got our, um, uh, like your manager Tommy, he trains with us. Like it's just that rapport, like our operations manager, um, Kieran, she trains with us. So it's all one big happy family, which is awesome. So can't say enough good things um, about that gym environment. So good. And then in terms of developing your own style of coaching, because obviously, um, obviously you spend a lot of time mentoring under Christian and I would say he is probably one end of the spectrum in terms of he's big and loud and all that sort of stuff. And you're probably, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say you're probably more close to the other end of the spectrum where you're a bit, you're a bit quieter, a bit more reserved. So how have you found the process of kind of developing your own style? Cause obviously you can't just, you can't just, be Christian that style of coach if you're not that coach. That's a hundred percent correct, Ben. So one of the people um, that I've uh, so in my terms of my own training, uh, one of those people who's helped me a lot has been um, uh, Didier Vassal from um, Strength Culture. He's not a loud guy like me, um, but when he needs to, he fucking fires people up and gets people beat up for like lifts and gets them. Um, get some you know pumped and that's sort of what i try and do i would feel like i'm never going to be a loud guy i'm sort of like um jay Alice, not in terms of obviously coaching and um because he's a fantastic coach but um i'm just very chill like i'm not just going to just yell at someone just to yell at someone like unless they need it like i'm just going to rip them up but i find if you're just yelling just to yell it's it can also tax you a lot from your main lifts as well so some people They'll just yell for like an hour and they just absolutely wrecked in that session. And it's like when you're doing your top set, so like your heavy um, RPE, eight, nine lifts, you want to sort of get G'd up for that. And you want to just go, fuck, this is this is it, boys or girls, girls training. This is it. We're just going to smash some heavy um, deads, for example. But if we're not, like I'm just going to put on some chill music and we're just going to enjoy the training experience. So um, that was a bit of a tangent there, Ben. But my... Um, my coaching style is very relaxed, like um, pretty chill. Don't try and get too um, crazy. It's like for Woody, that just works for him. He's a very, um, yeah, he's a very intense personality, but he's also someone who um, I've learned a lot from and I like to say he's one of my closest friends um, in the industry, like done so much for my career. So um, I also take on parts of his personality, but also take on parts of other coaches. Um, for example, like, uh, I also am a swim teacher, so I teach little kids as well. And obviously I'm not yelling at them like Christian, but in terms of how he sort of sets up in terms of um, you've got set objectives, you know, what you've got to do with certain things. So he's been awesome in terms of that. So, um, yeah, I, but I like to be just pretty chill. Just helps me a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a good lesson for any young coaches out there that even if you aren't that kind of out there over the top type of energetic person. If you're more, even if you're sort of more introverted, say you can still make it work. I mean, you might have to come out of your shell a little bit, obviously, but I feel, I feel like it's an important lesson for young coaches to understand that you need to develop your own style. I heard a, um, I heard a really good quote the other day. I can't remember who it was. Some, it's an American guy who runs a private gym over there. He was talking about with his coaches. He's like, I don't need them to be necessarily, over the top energetic and stuff all the time, but they need to have a presence and they need to be able to 
be the type of coaches that when they talk, everybody listens and takes what they say seriously. So you kind of need to be able to develop that aura and that level of respect with everyone. I think that's probably more important than um, being energetic and yelling and screaming for no reason. Yeah, and that comes with just um, being more sure of yourself, like you said. Like, um, I know what I am as a coach. Like, I'm not going to be someone, for me personally, like, I love working at Woodford, but my end game is as a powerlifting coach and as someone who's more on the strength side of the spectrum. So, for me, it's been fantastic because um, the strength and I coach me, I'm like, this is, this is my niche. I... I'm going to coach people to be strong, also put a bit more muscle. Um, and that's where I've come into my, lots of think I've come into my own the past year or so um, because I know what I am. Whereas in past years, I didn't know what I was. I was like, oh, uh, you know, maybe I'm a speed guy. Not really. Um, those see me run and free shit. But, um, yeah, or like, I don't know. I used to think, God, just because I can lift a lot on this guy. It's just, yeah. I mean, find your niche and just go from there. And like you said, Ben, it's just, have sort of an aura about yeah which is why christian's a fantastic coach because <laughs> when he comes in you know he's there um and he just he's got that presence and like people listen like i've seen it so many times like even elite level athletes who like have come in and have been pretty well-known athletes and straight away they're listening to what christian's saying like he's got them like even during the warm-ups like would he still um talking and just get around them and stuff and it's just enjoyable to watch so that's been uh, key for me, just trying to build a bit of a, like I said, a bit of a presence and just be more sure of yourself. Like that's literally S and C, like just know who you are. Like I think it might've been said in one of the previous podcasts, but know who you're trying to appeal to and just go from there, like have a niche, um, be bloody good at that one thing and yeah, it'll come from there. And if, for me, that's my thing. I think I'm okay at it. Um, I, think, I think I can get better and um, working with power thing coaches, obviously, works as well but um yeah just know who you are you're right hey and i think it's a bit of that kind of Im- imposter syndrome type thing going on when you if you're not 100 percent sure about who you are and your own strengths and weaknesses then you kind of doubt yourself a bit but i think that's kind of part of the process as well as a coach you kind of have to start general and kind of just coach anyone who will let you coach them and kind of try stuff out and then as you go through your career i think you can kind of start to niche and work your way towards what you kind of specialize in? No, nah, it's hundred percent correct. Like um, there were times when I was driving home um, first year of um, interning and or coaching. I was like, what the fuck is going on? What am I doing here? Like I just had no clue. Like <laughs> just like some of the, some of the clients um, like would have been thinking like, what's this guy doing coaching me? Like I just, I just felt a bit off. And then, yeah, I just feel like you just need that time to just settle in and just be yourself and have that area of expertise. And then it just works for you. Like um, at Woodford, we've all got guys that like specialize in certain things as well. Um, so that's what makes us, us, I guess. And if you want to be coached by a certain coach who does all your lifts, you go to, for example, uh, Chris Lacrance, if you want to go, coach for you go to, or like Max Strength or stuff, you might go to me or um, like Tommy, one of the other coaches. So, um, or speed, sorry, Jay Edmonds, um, who he'd be a really good uh, guest for the body as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not trying to, like, <laughs> get your guest list going up, but um, Jay Edmonds is an awesome coach in terms of um, speed sort of mechanics and just, like, he's someone who I've learned a lot of speed from um, and he's got me a bit faster as well. 
so yeah, it's just knowing other people as well and just picking up a bit of everything. Like I just said, like go general to start, pick a bit of everything from everyone. What do you like? Um, I like strength stuff. Well then find people who will get you strong, find people who, who will like work, work you towards that goal. And um, yeah, it's been fantastic. I think, um, I think that's part of it too. Like um, if someone comes to you and says, Oh, I want to learn how to ollie lift. And you're like, Oh, well, I know a little bit. It's about you then being like, oh, no, you're actually better off going and working with this coach as opposed to staying with me. Holds me in better stead um, as a person as well. Like just referring the athlete on, the athlete can see that and um, they can see that you do care about them as well rather than putting half us your job. Um, definitely help as well. So I think just getting um, to know why they're there and what's their goal and then the person that can help them towards getting better at that goal. It's just going to help. And that's something that I've um, learned a lot more in the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's just about prioritizing what's going to be best for the athlete, regardless if that's you coaching them or someone else. 100%. And it's like, it's, it's sort of, if you're in a business sort of model, like especially with the other um, coaches at Woodford, like we all win. Like if it's, you get an athlete through the door as well and they want to do certain things, like you don't want to, be in the way of that sort of goal. So you want to definitely help them. So that's been something that's um, been a lot better for me. Like in the past, I would have said, oh, I can do a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Well, it's not really going to help them because if the, if there's people that actually do like Olympic lifting or do speed training, like why am I coaching them? Like it makes no sense if I'm um, like not great at both. So yeah, definitely yeah. helps. 100%. Then in terms of... um. Uh, in terms of coaching and training, so we'll start with athletes first because obviously there's a, there's little differences between well, there's a bit of a difference between coaching athletes and powerlifters. In terms of general coaching philosophy with athletes, so you guys at Woodford are all kind of um, under that big six philosophy, yeah? Yeah, so it's a lot of like, um, for example, up body push, up body pull, um, yeah, low body push, vertical basically overhead pressing, chin ups, bench row. Um, or just different and squat deadlifts. That's pretty much how we sort of operate. Put that as sort of a main lift and then on the day and then just sort of other accessories from there. Yeah, pretty much how what he goes about at the big six um, and just the exercises after that. Yeah, so for those that aren't familiar, kind of something that Christian's kind of preached over the years, his mat, the kind of overarching philosophy he has with his coaching is something he calls the big six, which he builds his programs around six main kind of main kind of movement patterns that form the basis of all of his programs. So what are those, um, what are those six movement patterns? So basically lower body push, lower body pull, um, a horizontal push, horizontal pull, a vertical push, vertical pull. So um, for example, one day we might get someone doing a squat, um, especially lower body days or full body, depending on like they train three or four times a week. Um, and what their preference and sort of are in terms of training. Might get someone doing a squat um, and then there might be a deadlift variation, so like an RDL or something like that. Um, and then there's some up body work, which might include a dumbbell bench, dumbbell row or a one-arm row. Um, might include an overhead press. Um, might include a landmine press, especially with athletes that first come in, we start getting them landmine pressing because um, we're obviously in a retracted sort of state as well so with the landmine pressing even a little 
a little bit more freely, um, feel a lot better. And yeah, and then it's um, and like um, a loaded vertical pull movement. So for example, like a lap pull down, a one arm lap pull down, just something like that, just to get um, all bases. And I think for that, that's literally what he preaches the basics in terms of training. And it's pretty much all you need. Like there might be some instances where you do more excellent creation, but yeah, for an athlete, just get better at the sport, bare minimum. Um, athletes, I obviously love training and love the gym. Some people don't. <laughs> oh, shock horror. Some people don't enjoy it. So, like, it's good just sort of um, putting those programs hour to hour and a bit. Um, they get all their strength training in and, yeah, feels, feels good after that. Yeah, I like it. But so, yeah, the basic ethos is just develop strength on those big six movement patterns and then kind of everything else just gets built around that, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly right, Ben. And it also just helps so much for the athlete because they know what they need to do. They've got set bases. Um, nothing really, like it'll change in terms of sets and reps and or what time of the season we're in mm. and or what are their training goals. Like some people, they might just want to get big and sort of program a little bit more reps, might be more um, in terms of um, volume as well. For example, you want to get stronger, more intensity, so more obviously heavier sort of work as well just to get used to the stresses lifting heavy um and yeah like it's it worked it's worked for woody it's worked for us as coaches um we have the same sort of principles at woodford but how we differ is um we'll give a certain amount of dose to the athletes so we might give certain exercises in terms of power in terms of strength like i might get people that um need to do in the off season to that are footballers or like um team sport athletes do like conventional they're lifting or like they can obviously do trap bar because uh, or like trap bar, like trap bar beds and half field squats are two exercises that I've been just gaining for all athletes. And most people just want to get big and strong. Like I do I think as Woody says, like I don't think you need to be able to deadlift on the floor straight bar. It's not your sport, but it certainly doesn't, it's not bad to do that. And also it helps to half field squat as well. Um, for example, have like a normal box squat if you're trying to get um bigger quads and stuff like that. So it just depends on what's the exercise for. So what are you describing the exercise for um, in the exercise selection? And from there, yeah, it goes well because, like, you would have done this as well, Ben, like, especially in university, you don't get taught how to program. No one actually teaches you these are the steps you have to do. Like, we've got our interns currently um, that we're coaching and I literally went through programming with them. And um, most of them know, but it's just, it's a good refresher. You just don't know. Like, you literally rock up. It's like, oh, write a program for a 20-year-old basketballer. Well, what the hell the fuck am I meant to do that if I don't know how to do it? Like, <laughs> that's what they tell people. They're just like, I have to do this, this, this. And I think just, yeah, programming um, is very underrated and just understanding what the goal is for the athlete. What phase are they in? Why are you training them? Like, <laughs> if you're doing shit that's like, you can't see the variation in the program. If you're just doing shit, it just makes no sense. So understand specificity, like what are their goals? And from their exercise selection, the programming works itself out. Yeah, I remember when I finished um, uni, I definitely had no idea how to program, do any of that sort of stuff. Then I started to come across blokes like Christian and other guys, particularly a lot of American guys, you guys like DeFranco and Boyle and all these types of people. You read their stuff, these guys that are actually out there coaching. And then when I started to read and hear their stuff, 
it kind of blows your mind because then they simplify it, um, particularly Christian, like simplifies it so much. And it gives you, gives you like a really base template almost to work off. And then you're like, then it all starts to make sense from there. But you're right, until someone kind of explains that to you, you have no idea. Like we've got um, uh, like programming books on Woodford, um, our Woodford website. And like, you just, like, it would come from uni. As you said, like um, yourself, you just don't know what you're doing. And like, I feel like Christians literally like, it's a lot less volume. Um, so, so when he first started programming for people and I've seen it, like he just programmed three sets of eight, for example, for a main lift, you know, um, more of a off-season sort of phase. And you look at it, you'd be like, hang on, three sets of eight, that's not a lot. But it's, as as you know, Ben, like it's the quality of the reps. So more is not better. Better is better. Like doing better shit is going to make you better in the long term. Like I'm going to do five sets of eight, but if four of those sets of shit out, well, then what are we doing? We're doing if we're just going for the motion so Woody taught me a lot it's a lot of intent on the bar um all your reps uh making sure you know the athletes got um an acceptable sort of movement pattern or what we deem as acceptable technique and from there you're fine like it's just yeah it's just like you don't need more like most coaches think like they're in off season gotta go to like six seven sets or whatever like it's got to program a lot of sets like some athletes just can't be fucked it's an hour they're like oh gee like they've got other stuff on they just can't be bothered so you just program like the bare minimum and they can always progress from there but you can always progress reps you can progress weight you know you can do um, more weight at like a lighter RPE so what I mean by that is weight feels easier like you might go 140 for six and then do that 140 two weeks at six for a track bar and you're like so much easier like it just feels better so yeah that's you could there's other there's other things um, or about just like how much work you're doing because you're just doing junk point work. Like you're not really solving anything. You're just making the athlete more sore, more tired. And then as they get into, you know, for example, like preseason and stuff, it's just going to not be fun for them. So I think just like get the most a athlete like the bed in terms of their training. Yeah. It's that minimum dose. Like if they can basically get the same results from doing, three sets of something as they can from doing four you kind of just wasting your time doing anything more than three sets there really yeah 100 percent, ben and it's just yeah it's just like yeah if you can get three sets and it's awesome well then there you go if over time they develop the um sort of capacity and stuff like that to get four sets then fantastic you got four sets in but like yeah like we usually start with guys that first come into the gym on three sets and see how they react to volume because especially when training people, you want to sort of, you want to see how they react to like big volume phases. And people are just, they're cooked up the three sets of eight. It's like, well, why am I going to go to four sets? Like, it just makes no sense. So it's going to be smart about how you sort of, um, and that's also, as we said before, tying back into um, buying of the athlete, understanding an athlete. Like if I know someone is um, cooked even after two sets of, you know, a trap bar, it's like, well, if I'm going to go, you know, to four even five sets like i'm going to be getting them to go through a lot more fatigue than i want and if that's the goal if that's a goal like you want to get them um bigger and stronger okay that's the goal but if it's like all right well i'm getting them better for like you know pre-season and stuff like that maybe just go less sets and see how they they react off of that if after four weeks all that block they let that training block play out if they're feeling good then go up again so yeah it's just trial and error ben and that's 
coach how I've done um, the past sort of year of, sorry, year of coaching. Just if it works. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's there, if the training block works and they love it, don't fix anything. I used to do that where I would just like fix up. They need more sets. They need this. They need to change exercise. They need to pull this. It makes no sense. Like just keep the same. If they're enjoying it, if they love it, keep the same. Yeah, I think that's something definitely young coaches do. I did anyway. You'd finish the end of, a, say, you're doing a four-week block, and then you feel like you just have to change things. So you just almost make changes for the sake of it, as opposed to whether those changes actually need to be made or not. Then, then what you're talking about there, that kind of ties into recovery. So that's something I see with a lot of different athletes and stuff. Everyone wants to come in and talk about, oh, like what protein should I be having after training and what other supplements do I need? Oh, so yeah, then, um, that again, sorry, I just, uh, you're cutting out there. I think that was me that time, not you. Um, so I was going to say that kind of ties into like recovery as well. So I don't know if you see the same thing. I see a lot of athletes come in and they'll, um, they want to talk about what protein shake they should be taking. Um, I don't know what other hot, cold therapies, all this sort of stuff they should be doing. Um, and you try and reiterate to them. I'm sure you're the same. Try and reiterate to them. It's really just all about sleep and nutrition. Then whatever else you do on top of that is kind of just a bonus. But it's like, I feel like most people kind of step over the important things and tend to focus on the things that really don't matter as much. Like they, um, I think this is a Jim Wendler quote. It's more around training, but I'll say for nutrition and recovery anyway. They major in the minors. Like they, they're just like, all right, well, I've got the, yeah, brand new protein. I've got like creatine. I've got, which obviously creatine is awesome, but, you know, I've got a pre-workout. I've got this, I've got that. That's all. Well, the main factors are obviously getting enough sleep to help like with training, but also that you're training hard. That's the most important variable as well. Like, are you training hard enough to um, cause change in the system to like cause an adaptation? You're not. Like, we've got to, first of all, do that first and we've got to train hard. Um, obviously to a point less like, more power thing sort of spec but um, uh, to get like more stronger or get to get like bigger you need to push hard in your training so all all that they'll just sleep five hours they'll, they've got so much life stresses and they're like coming to training and they're half dead and they're like you can obviously push towards like bigger lifts but they're already stuffed there and you're like why am I feeling so shit well it's like well first of all you don't get enough sleep like your recovery shit house, you you're on you're on the piss going <laughs> all weekend. Like it's so much. Like you just gotta be smarter. Like and that's where people get better in terms of training. Like you get better in nutrition, and um, that's also us as coaches wearing them. Obviously, I'm not a nutrition coach. Um, tell them like just get you know a certain amount. Like get your carbs in, get your protein, get your fats, eat well, make sure you're sleeping all right, make sure you know you're resting up when you need to. Don't do stupid shit. Um, so that's sort of how I approach the recovery stuff with uh, my athletes. Yeah, and there's just no way around it. If you're not sleeping well and your um, nutrition is really poor, there's no way around that. Um, what we'll do is we'll leave that we'll leave that there for today. So in terms of you, um, cool. in terms of you personally, Britt, going forwards. So what are your plans? What are your plans like going forwards, coaching wise? First of all. Uh, so coaching-wise, Ben, so I'm trying to get um, trying to get more into sort of power thing, sort of coaching and a um, couple of certificates, sorry, sorry, a couple of mentorships I'm trying to get into more around like power thing and like, um, yeah, just trying to get into that sort of space. So I'm still able to coach athletes and team sport athletes and um, 
get them stronger, but that's ultimately my niche and my end goal. So um, whether it's through Woodford, um, which I would love it to be and be able to be a powerlifting coach there, like for other people, um, other coaches, uh, ultimately powerlifting is the goal. So get people stronger, get people bigger, um, aim the game. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to have a chat, Brooke. I appreciate it, and yeah, sorry about the uh, internet. It's been a bit uh, interesting, but um, it's been a pleasure, man. I've um, first real time we've spoken. Uh, it's on Zoom as well, so hopefully get to see you uh, in person or like if you come down for another surf. But um, yeah, appreciate the time, um, and yeah, hopefully everyone here just uh, gets out, enjoys the days, and um, yeah, hopefully I'll talk to you soon. No worries, man. Where can people find you? Yeah, so um, I'm. Uh, so all lowercase here, Jeremy. So Scott Jeremy and um, Jeremy Popozillo. So Jeremy Popozillo, all lowercase um, on Insta uh, at WoodfordSSC.com. Like I might be around there, like um, on those uh, Insta webs. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. And um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's going on Facebook or anything like that, but um, <laughs> Jeremy was on Facebook and. Yeah, it's, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> check out check out Brick's Instagram if you want to see some um training related memes. Oh yeah, mate. Well, that's that's because um I had a Didier. He I was in a bit of a rock then, and I was just like, how do I appear more smart than I actually am? And I was like, what do people? <laughs> and Didier was talking to me about. It. He's like, um, put more training information out there and put stuff that people are actually gonna like listen to and get more from. So. He helped me so much with that. And then I'm just like, oh, memes, everyone loves memes. So I'm a big Simpsons fan. Um, I enjoy a bit of Cobra Kai as well. So they've been, for the last week, they've been a bit of that. Um, as well, uh, beginning on his memes as well, from um, a couple of friends sending through meme templates. So we enjoy that. So it's um, been good. Also, um, I forgot to mention as well, um, doing a bit of running as well, which has been good. Um, different training focus outside of our uh, strength training so in lockdown doing a lot of running being coached by jay ellis um shout out to him as well um yeah and trying to go for a mara in four weeks if the government will let us if not i might just run around uh the streets for two k's but um yeah that's been a tra- training journey in itself which has been good awesome you're a madman for doing a marathon <laughs> um cool well thank you very much brick thanks man it's been a pleasure thank you